0: world number 120.
1: When our guns are butter, what's it gonna be? Should we feed our porn hungry or invent new enemies? You might call me crazy, but I'm thinking that we need less guns, more butter, butter, what are we gonna do? Teach our kids to read, or oh, invade Timber too. You might call me crazy, but they're gonna like I do, less guns, more butter. Hey, our president, he loves his little toy soldiers so much he sends them out to hell and back. And our government, government it could take the whole shack well guns open what more can i say if you're thinking like i do i should give you some help today Just let them know this game of them and what they want to play less guns more but This little toy soldiers as much as she sends them out and back a government can take the whole world over it don't mean that much to me if I'm living in a shack with guns or butter what more can I say and if you're thinking like I do I sure could use some help today gotta let them know
0: Evening, whatever the case may be. Here's another edition of Mike Dell's lunch update. <laughs> Not that uh, that's the point of all this. The point of it is, I have got way more stuff going on in my life than I needed at this point. And uh, let seems like the best way to get out a bit of an update. Sorry for uh, the noise, but. I'm on the portable recorder heading over to get some thing for lunch so that's my story and I'm sticking to it so anyway the update on the uh, car started here to way too many bells and whistles going on here You'll hear a beep in a second. Alright, maybe more than a second. Huh. Well, you didn't hear the beep. Well, at some point during the trip, you'll hear beeps about every two minutes. That's my uh, amateur radio automatic position reporting system. And it beeps every time every time the, uh, the repeaters and the internet get a position report from me. I got that all hooked back up but, uh, anyway. So what's been going on? Let's see, last Thursday I uh, was minding my own business oh, there's the beep. Minding my own business uh, getting ready to take the dog over to the groomer Uh, have him shaved for the spring, summer. Uh, He's a a golden retriever mix. And, uh, you know, they don't normally have to be groomed, but sometimes it's a good idea. You know, especially, you know, they feel cooler and everything, uh, you know, just nicer, less hair, whatever. So I go to grab the leash, and I thought, well, I'll kick him out the back door in the fenced yard, and, uh, and, I'll go do a couple things and we'll head out to the groomer. So I get, uh, you know, my thing's done. I come in or go outside and I call for him and he's not there. I'm like, huh, oh well. So I call for him again. Still doesn't come. I walk around the front of the house and I see him. He's across the road. It's a five-lane road and it's, you know, toward the end of rush hour in the morning. And he heard me before I had a chance to not yell anymore. And he ran across the road and got clipped by a van. You know, pretty good hit on the rear end there. And uh, the end result of that was he dislocated his hip, which required some surgery to repair. Otherwise, okay. Maybe a little bruised up. A few little cuts here and there, but... uh, Considering what could have happened, that's uh, pretty uh, pretty lucky dog. But uh, it's been a little uh, little expensive, and uh, well, a lot expensive, and a very frustrating few days. It's been four know, or five days already. And, uh, we've had to keep him. Keep him calm, which isn't easy, because his spirits right back to normal, and uh, he doesn't think anything's wrong. But uh, he's got to sort of lay low for a while. Had a sling on his leg, kind of a weird setup, but uh, keeps his foot from touching the ground. You know, when he's standing up straight, of course he leans and it touches anyway. But it keeps him from putting all his weight on that hip. And that's been a bit of a challenge, especially the way our house is. We live in an old log cabin and doesn't have the mo- most easily accessible doors. Uh, I guess the front door is a little better, but either way you got to go down two steps to get outside. So, kind of a weird lash up. You've got to you, you gotta, uh, get this big piece of cloth. It's uh, well, not really a towel, but uh, something similar to a towel, a big rag to put under his belly and lead him down the stairs while holding his rear end up in the air. <laughs> I guess you could call that assed up. But uh, so it's been a little bit of a challenge nursing the dog back to health. But uh, after a little while, I'm sure he'll be back to his normal self. At least for the time being. Yeah, anyway, it's my buddy. It's worth it, I guess. <laughs> but then on top of that, the guy that hit him, of course, he felt bad and turned around and pulled in my driveway. And by that time, I had the dog, you know, led across, you know, off the road and dragging the leg, but uh, otherwise, you know, walking, got him into the driveway. and I'm hanging on to him with a leash, and the guy reaches down to pet him and dog reached up and snapped him and uh, bit him really good on the thumb. A nice hole in his thumb. Which, okay, yeah, just to add add insult to injury, or add injury to insult, I guess would be more (laughs) appropriate. Uh, Anyway, the gist of that was, you know, I gave him the Dog tag number and uh, my phone number and whatever and name. So, because uh, he had to go to the uh, walk in clinic to get it cleaned up and maybe sewed up, I don't know. So, I don't know if I'll ever get a bill for that, but I definitely I uh, got a call from Animal Control. And Animal Control, you know, he asked me about the incident and asked me about how, you know, what the dog, you know, where's the dog. And that they were going to put a 10-day quarantine on him. Of course, quarantine him at home. I said, "Well, he's not home right now. He's in the hospital having surgery right now. At the dog hospital having surgery." And uh, they were fine with that, and you know, said, "Well, where can we meet you or whatever?" And I said, "Well, you know, where's your office?" And, found out where that was, I wouldn't do anything. So I went over to the office and filled out the report, signed the thing saying I would keep the dog quarantined for 10 days and report to them if uh, the dog was acting weird, which of course he was, but that's because he was injured. And all that stuff. And then uh, just before I left, she said, oh yeah, and I also gotta write you a ticket. I said, write me a ticket for what? It says, for a dog at large. And at the time, I wasn't thinking very clearly, but uh, the guy was in my yard. Now I said, I'm not mad at the guy, but the guy was in my yard. The dog was on a leash in my yard, and he got bit. Okay, that's not dog at large. That's an injured dog in my yard, and the fool put his hand down there. (laughs) Anyway, so... i got to go see the magistrate, which I, think I'm, I don't think I'm going to do tomorrow, but maybe uh, later this week. Uh, I've been running on low sleep the last few days for other reasons, which I'll get into after I go get my lunch. Because <laughs> I have arrived at the location. So. Did you read this? Chicago just became the murder capital of America.
1: I don't understand. It's been a felony to have a gun since 95. I thought that was supposed to prevent murders, not increase them. Criminals will always find a way to get guns, while the rest of us are just left defenseless.
0: Chicago authorities have seized over 75,000 firearms since 1995. And now, Chicago's murder rate is twice as high as New York City. Tonight, while you're asleep, criminals will be at work.
1: Not in Kennesaw, Georgia. In 1982, our city passed a law requiring every household to have a gun. It terrified the criminals, and our violent crime rate is now 75% below the national average. We sleep well here in Kennesaw.
0: Americans who own guns prevent over a million violent crimes every year and save lives. Get the facts. Visit armedandsecure.org. That's armedandsecure.org okay I'm back that uh, mission is complete enough I guess so let's see how much time I got left on my lunch break 13 minutes it says well they're not real hard and fast about that so anyway back to the dog story uh, okay. uh, even the uh, the, oh, the animal control officer said that uh, usually the magistrate will uh, cut you some slack if you uh, haven't you know haven't had any dog problems in the past. And so uh, I'm hoping so. She said that's about another hundred dollars. <laughs> I could think. I have a lot of better things to do with a hundred dollars than give the county a hundred dollars because my dog had a freaking accident. You know, that's just stupid, in my opinion. So, whatever. We'll have a little we'll knockdown drag out. So, anyway, that, that now story number two. Uh, on the same day, I get informed by the principal of the local high school that, uh, our 15-year-old, the one that we have guardianship over, it's my cousin's son, has been skipping third hour for the last two weeks. And, you know, just third hour, not, uh, you know, not a whole day, but, and, uh, that, you know, they, they don't have a choice, they have to call, uh, the truant, the truant's officer or whatever, and, what department they work for. Sheriff's department or city police, I don't know. But anyway, there's a truant officer. And of course that goes to the court also. And because the little shit's 15 instead of 16, that uh, implicates me and my wife. Somehow we're supposed to know that the little crapper's skipping third hour when he's at a school he's in ninth grade and, the, and for ninth and 10th graders it's a closed campus school uh, how is that uh, our fault or how are we going to prevent that so I have a meeting <coughs> I have a meeting in the morning excuse me <coughs> I have a meeting in the morning with the uh, truant officer so that's been a lot of fun you know, it's just like hell, why in the heck didn't they say, well I had a nice nice little conversation with the principal <laughs> I don't think he likes me anymore but you know, what, what can I say, it's not my fault that the does that. Now we've had other trouble with, with this kid. He's basically got the potential to be a good kid and he does reasonably well in school, except uh, if he doesn't like a subject, he just doesn't want to go or doesn't uh, you know, do the homework and you know, so he kind of scoots by, but barely. And it's like, you know, I don't know. So kind of at my wits end with, with that deal, I uh, don't know what to do, uh, hopefully, uh, that won't cost me more money, <laughs> so, man, anyway, so that's the, I guess that'd be three things, because, uh, you know, one, the dog getting hit by the car, two, the dog biting the guy who hit him by, with the car, the van, and, uh, I going to go deal with the courts on that. I don't know. It's this just is, this is crazy. <laughs> I don't uh, know why this stuff all uh, kind of piled on at once. You know, I'm not the type of person that uh, usually has that kind of problems. You know, the, I mean, yeah. You know, accidents happen with the dogs and stuff. I felt guilty as hell. I was calling him when he was across the street. Well, I didn't know he was across the street. You know, usually when he, uh, gets loose, which is not that often, he usually just hangs out at the neighbor's yard or goes behind the house, you know, into the the, uh, residential streets. We live on kind of a bigger road. And he usually doesn't get out, but what happens, he busted through the gate. uh, The gate latches, but it doesn't latch really well. And if uh, he's all excited about going because he saw me grab the leash he uh, you know, can get overly excited and bump the gate and go, you know so i got to put a little bit better latching system on that gate but anyway that's the, uh, the way it goes as my uncle put it, it's uh, just one of those nasty things that comes up in life uh, why to have all that all at once and i got to take the dog back to uh, the vet this morning uh, before I go see the truant officer uh, to uh, have his sling redone and get checked and all that So I have no idea how much that's going to cost but it's, uh, I guess it's worthy did a good job on the surgery because he hasn't uh, he hasn't blown it out yet. And he's using the leg, and, which he's not really supposed to be doing, but uh, he's able to use the leg, I should say. So anyway, wow, that's that's all rambling stuff. <laughs> and uh, well, let's see what else is new. Like I said, I got my uh, APRS amateur radio well, it's, uh call that, uh, automated position reporting system radio uh, hooked up and working again. So, not only when you go to the Track Me page at MikeDell.com will you uh, be able to track my BlackBerry, but you'll uh, be able to track my ham uh, radio in the car. All using Google Maps uh, API both types of uh, tracking. But, uh, you know, it is interesting sometimes, you know, the Blackberry only updates once an hour. This thing updates every two minutes. You keep hearing those beeps, that's that's the uh, so my radio sends out a signal and it gets picked up by a it's known as a digipeter or a repeater station. It's, in this case there's one uh, just west of town up on a hill but all over the country they're all over the place and it then transfers the packet and it's just like really 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 slow internet it's only 1200 baud you know dial-up modem is 56,000 baud and it's only half duplex instead of full duplex so figure Half of 1200 baud, but there's just a teeny little data packet, just sends my longitude and latitude, my call sign, and a little text string. So, you know, the radio only transmits for three, four seconds. And then when it gets to the Digipeter, the Digipeter retransmits it at, you know, same speed. Anyway, as it bounces between DigiPeter to DigiPeter to DigiPeter until it finds an Internet iGate, they call it. It's not an Apple thing, it's just what they call it, it's a gateway from uh, the amateur radio packet system into the Internet and there's also one of those south of town. I'm working on setting one up at my house, so there'll be another one here in town here shortly, which will be nice. Guy that runs the other one will uh, be able to uh, share the load, so to speak, but there's really not much of a load because there's only four or five guys around here that use it. But if you uh, go to that track me site, there um, actually, there's uh, two of them there. The one is aprs.fi, I don't know what fi stands for, I think Finland. But you go there, click on the aprsfi thing go all over the country, or all over the world, and see where all the hams are, or at least all the hams that are running APRS, so I was kind of happy to get that going again, I had it set up for a long time, and then uh, the way I had the radio mounted in the car, and the way the plug for the GPS plugged into it lent itself to being bent, knocked out, whatever, and finally bent and broke the connector on the cable that goes to the GPS yeah, it's not a real standard cable it's a, a super sub mini stereo it's even smaller than what would be on an iPod or a Walkman or whatever it's the next size smaller than that so you couldn't even go to Radio Shack and get a replacement I finally got around to ordering one online and got it all soldered in and then while I was at it I remounted the radio in the trunk of the car the control head's up front actual radio parts in the trunk now away from uh, away from harm for the most part so I won't be breaking that cable again and actually it's much more efficient back there because the antennas on the trunk lid and so the piece of coax I used uh, to hook the antenna up to it is much shorter which is more efficient all that and this radio I got is pretty slick uh, it's a Kenwood. Yeah, and the same people make car stereos, but they make ham radios too. It's a Kenwood D700A. If you want to look that up, it's a dual band dual mode radio with APRS built in. All you need to do really is hook up a GPS do some setting up and you're on the air with it. And the GPS I got is really kind of cool too. It's a, I don't know, about the size of a 50 cent piece and about uh half an inch thick with a magnet on the bottom of it It just sits out on the trunk lid and that's all there is to it there's no display no nothing it just puts out the data and then the radio uses the data and i've got a display on the radio that i can see my speed longitude latitude and i can see other package you know little messages that uh, come across from other stations that are running aprs it's, uh, it's moderately interesting, and uh, only moderately useful, but very geeky, I think. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's the APRS thing, but uh, go check it out if you're at all interested. In it. It's, it's kind of cool, but now, you know, with all the uh, tracking things people have for their phones, it's, uh, it's, it's a very similar technology phones do it a little more interestingly. And just to prove how much of a geek I really am, I don't know if I, I told you about the, the old cars that I drive. I you know, don't uh, buy new. I, I drive beaters and I do that just because it's uh, cheaper. Anyway, I've been through all that. But uh, in this car right here, uh, let's see, right now I have One, two, three, four GPS's. That's the four that I know about. I don't know if there's a GPS in my XM setup. But I have a a TomTom I use for navigating. Of course, it's it's a console, I don't have it up on the window all the time. And then I have a Garmin GPS 5, which is a fairly old. simple GPS that uh, uh, I don't know why it's still in here it's just never never bothered to take it off. It's actually mounted to the dash I mean it's on a quick release mount so I can take it out so clickety click there but uh, and then I've got the GPS in the Blackberry which also will do turn by turn if I want and then I've got the GPS on the back deck for APRS. Of course, I've got the uh, Kenwood D700A radio. I've also got a uh, XM radio, a Roadie 2, plus the car stereo, plus the uh, uh, cassette adapter. Yeah, I do still have a cassette, but I have the cassette adapter so I can plug the iPod in. And uh, it's all uh, neatly mounted not neatly but mounted anyway on the dash of the car uh, everything and uh, it's kind of fun you know I get all the GPS's turned on and get uh, all the dis- radio displays and things turned on and, uh, and uh, kind of looks like a uh, rudimentary airplane cockpit in here <laughs> except for uh, half my dash lights are burnt out so can't the uh, light behind the tachometer and half the speedometer is, uh, is burnout. Uh, but uh, I can see uh, the 0 to 80 so I don't think I have much use for 80 miles an hour to 140 miles an hour in this car. Since it's uh, just a four cylinder Camry. And of course you know, the lights in the gas gauge and all work. But uh, And then if I w- want lights behind the heater control, I have to just tap the the dash a little bit and the lights come on for that, but the minute I turn any of the knobs, the lights go out again. (laughs) What a piece of junk, huh? But uh, it still runs and still gets me there and doesn't look too bad, actually. Anyway, I'm just about back to the shop just about done with my lunch break, so I guess this is uh, this is it for Mike Dell's lunch. I will likely have more to add to this podcast before uh, I put it up, if I get time this morning. If not, I'll just put this up, but uh, I'm not sure what number this would be, so I won't even t- attempt to take a guess at that. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Damn. <coughs> See if I can edit that out. I don't have a cough button on this recorder. Still got a few more. A uh, couple more minutes anyway. One thing I'm wondering about. Notice. And i noticed this all along. But uh, why is the. Nobody can aim their damn sprinklers to uh, not get in the road or in the street, as the case may be. It uh, seems I can't go anywhere at night uh, without uh, having to deal with getting sprayed by somebody's errant sprinkler system. And, uh, of course, that would be Spring, although it's kind of cold out, it's 40s. Uh, Of course, it's quarter to five in the morning, too, so (laughs) I guess uh, it should be cold, but you know, it's May for crying out loud. It's supposed to have May showers. You can see there, even at work here, the damn sprinkler covers uh, half of the driveway here. Stuff happens. So anyway, I'll we'll, uh, likely add to this later. You can find the damn stop button.
1: There's always time, each breath there is a way To remind me that the path I'm If you home one day Yes, I think I'm home Drifting towards the ocean, and I'm picking up leaves. There's nothing I won't do to have you floating next to me. I think I'm home.
0: Well it's a couple days later from uh, when I recorded the uh, lunch break audio from the car. I'm sitting out here on my back deck. Of course, uh, well you might may not know but I uh, live really close to an airport, really close to a railroad track, and really close to a major street. So. You're hearing planes, trains, and automobiles. Actually mostly uh, automobiles right now. Trucks. That's just the way it is. It's really not as bad as it sounds, but uh, it's actually a really nice spot. Uh, I'm sitting out here on my back deck. It's uh, just now getting to 70 degrees. And that's probably maybe the third time this year that it's been above seventy and it's wonderful so rather than sit down in the studio and get out the broadcast mic and all that I figured I'd just do it here Uh, had enough had enough uh, stuff going on there and uh, by the way all the music today is from the group hot buttered rum off of various albums. Hopefully that wind noise isn't too bad. just feeling it, but, uh, anyway, uh, and I got that from, uh, Aerial Publicity, which if you're a Blueberry member, you can sign up and get Podsafe music over there yourself. So, uh, anyway, with that, uh, let's see, update on the dog from a few days ago. He's, uh, doing really well. Yeah. Inside uh, taking a nap, uh, had a couple of uh, tranquilizers there. Not, and uh, we give him a half a pill now. I don't know if I told you about the the tranquilizers. Uh, maybe I didn't. But uh, anyway, uh, that was what the vet ended up uh, having us do instead of uh, doing his leg brace again. And. Uh, working out good. He's laying around, not nearly as hyper, but he's back to his old self. Oh, in a month or so, he'll be able to go uh, chase the tennis ball again. So, very happy about that. And uh, it's Friday morning. Uh, As I'm talking to you, I'm uploading a What's Up With That podcast that uh, myself and Jim Farley did yesterday. Sort of a catch-up uh, five weeks we haven't done that one <laughs> and I'll also be uploading a uh, another extra topics uh, the extra class ham radio pod class be uploading that uh, probably Saturday. Um, wife's going out of town so I spent the morning uh, getting her car ready to go and uh, so she's all ready to head out. And so uh, me and the teenager are going to be home doing yard work. And me doing podcast work and all that good stuff. So, Anyway, thanks for listening. And I'll have a a, a studio version of Mike Dell's World next time. Unless I decide to do it this way. It's my show. I can do what I want. (laughs) Catch me later. This
1: podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. Find freshly picked podcasts just for you at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry, no ease, dot com. That's all, folks. This podcast is produced with Cast Blaster.